0: this podcast is made possible through echoic a media company dedicated to building your podcast
1: whether you are a business looking to expand your marketing presence or a creative
2: wanting a new outlet for your voice echoic is here to help visit echoicmedia.com to start your next podcast now on to the show
0: Song mixtape. We discuss a new mix each and every episode. My name is Michael. jean Devin, <laughs> and I am RJ. <laughs> nice. What language is
1: that? That was French. So uh-huh. my name is Devin, but I could say it's just Sweet Devin. <laughs> and uh,
0: those four are the only languages I know. So I'm gonna look some up after this. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. um Yeah. So this is episode three. This is my mix, guys. Okay. Yeah.
2: This one was a fun one. This was a, this was a I enjoyed this one. one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I was pretty excited to put together a mix. Uh, my thought process going into it was like, I want to make something fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And I didn't want to. I'm a big fan of the hits. Like I remember being young and uh, what were the the year. Is it now? That's what I call. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I loved those. You know, I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to make like there's there's lots of reasons for this mix, but going into it, my headspace was like, I want to make something that's fun. That's the hits that works well in the summer. OK. Right. Which is why it's called Summer Lovin'. All right. <laughs> All right. I feel it. it's the it? loving part. Yeah. <laughs> Now the mix could also be songs to fuck, <laughs> <laughs> also known as exactly
1: uh, the vibe I was getting from. It. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I was uh, I I bounced around a little bit trying to figure out what was the right mood for the mix mm-hmm. um, because there is a there there is a reason for the song choices and the order that they're in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm intrigued about this. Um, now can I
1: ask a question? Yeah. Is it lyrically or musically? Uh, it's lyrically. Okay.
2: Yeah. I got to pay more attention. then. <laughs> <laughs> because I had grievance grievances
0: about the way that it was organized. Oh, Ooh, okay. Interesting. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I was going to ask you guys, where did you, how did you listen to this mix? Oh, I was going to ask that too. (laughs) Like, and for the previous weeks too. Yeah.
1: So, the previous weeks, I listened to on my phone, Mm. just on the phone speaker.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know. I mean, the first one I didn't really have to listen to. I made that one. Then RJ's, I listened to mostly on the phone speaker. um, And then on my AirPods, just walking around, which sound. Okay, and this one I found my old headphones that sound great, mm. and that completely changed it. Nice, like, it it changed it dramatically, and yeah. then it made me start playing it in my truck too. And I was fucking with all the settings, trying to make it sound perfect for mm. like this mm-hmm. style of music. Yeah, and it was really nice to listen to. Once I like tuned in my stereo, mm. put these five songs on, and just just drove around doing <laughs> <feeling> all sexy. <laughs>
0: What about you, RJ?
2: I listened to the songs probably 30 times Oh, at my work. <laughs> <A lot. laughs> On repeat, everyone around me hated me. <laughs> Literally, I hear them talking to other people. They're like, we've heard this song f- like for the last five hours. Like, RJ's losing his fucking mind. I'm like, so hey, man, this- he just really likes honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hey, anybody want to play their music? All right. I warn you, (laughs) I'm going to play it over and over. Yeah, yeah, RJ. (laughs) So I did. I played it for five hours. Um, Then also, I listened to it in my car. So I have the subs with that. Nice. Yeah. So they packed a punch on some of them. Uh, And otherwise, it was just on my AirPods that I have.
1: Nice. I feel like it's a borderline inappropriate mix to listen to at work because it's so hot. Yeah, like I, um, I had to sign a contract with HR. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say maybe that's why they had a meeting for you. Mm. Like RJ's sexually harassing <laughs> us auditorily.
0: RJ, why is your apron so big? <laughs> <laughs> what you got under <laughs> really, the boy? What you hiding? <laughs> All right. So uh yeah, first mix for me, summer Lovin'. Uh, let's get into track number one here. Yeah. All right. So we've got "That Girl" by Justin Timberlake off the 2020 Experience, which truly is an experience. Yes. So, there's no complaints about JT, right? Okay. <laughs> so, we'll get into it.
1: <laughs> I don't like In uh, Sync or Backstreet Boys or whatever he was in.
0: Not even during the time. No. Uh, I was all None about
1: In
2: Sync. No. 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 Okay. So boy band time. I listened to them. I think Devin was in his, like, corn stage or something like nah, that. Ah, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, so, yeah, totally opposite
1: spectrum. No, straight white male. Threw him through. <laughs> Never listened to that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I even that album that he came out with before this one, the big one that had some singles. I don't know the name of it.
2: Was that, that Cry Me a River one?
1: Yeah, I did not like that. Didn't give a shit. Mm. Um, then I heard, I think, Mirrors. Mm-hmm. A little like excerpt of it, and then I was like, "Oh, what is this? Sounds cool." Yeah, like it's got a lot of a lot of layers to it, a lot of tones. Like it sounded interesting, so I got into the twenty twenty experience, and I was like blown away that you know it had these like ten minute songs at some parts. Like the radio edits of the songs are way shorter than the actual songs in the album for the most part. It played really well. All the way through, and there was so much going on in it. Like, this song especially, mm-hmm. there's so many layers to it. Like, his voice, he's got a very specific voice, and they layered these, like, low background singers, like, doing, like, a couple octaves lower or something mm-hmm. behind it. It's very subtle.
0: And well, it, I believe this is the first album with the Tennessee kids, like, being a thing. Okay, so that is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you guys didn't. There's a documentary that was made. Um, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, uh, but it's about the tour from the 2020 experience mm-hmm. and the last uh, performance. And Jonathan Demi, he made the documentary. It's he made Saddens into the Lambs in Philadelphia. Um, oh, so naturally he'd make a Justin yeah. Timberlake <laughs> documentary. Yeah, got check it. it off the bucket list. Yeah. But you see, like with this album, like. He becomes not just Justin Timberlake. Like, he has an ensemble throughout most of the songs that you can feel just like a fullness Hmm. throughout most of them. How do you feel about this album compared to his other albums? Were you a fan of his stuff before? So, I'm pretty sure uh, I listened to Future Sex. Um, other like than one. Sexy Back Because I had heard Sexy Back And I was like, oh, whatever yeah. right? But I think uh, I was actually Shout out to Dustin I was driving with Dustin And there's a Like a really slow song At the end of that album um, That's like him and a piano And I can't remember What song that is And I remember hearing it Being like, oh Justin Timberlake What you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But I didn't get into this album Until Because I believe This came out in 2013 and I didn't get into right. it in maybe 2015, so a couple That's years later. About when I got into it, also, yeah.
1: it had been out, and I was aware of it being out. Mm-hmm. And I think I had just got into this music reviewer uh, called The Needle Drop on mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I think he reviewed it, and he had been reviewing like uh, like lots of obscure metal albums and math rock and like post rock stuff, and then he had reviewed pop stuff also. Yeah. So I got kind of interested. I was like, why is he giving this a good score? Like, mm-hmm. what, what is there to it? And then listen to it and I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. And that kind of got me into a lot of this pop stuff that I like now that I never thought I would have liked. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a weird era for him because he tried to make a film career. Um, I don't know if you guys saw many of the movies that he did, but he was like, He's great in comedic performances, obviously, because of SNL. Yeah.
2: Like, he was doing
0: his thing. And then he did The Love Guru. He played a character called Jacques Lecoque Grande. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, and then he had, like, his big uh, I'm going to make an action movie and be the star of it called In Time. And it's a sci-fi, huh. like, thriller. It's not very good. I <laughs> um, <laughs> haven't heard that one. And so, occasionally, he'll, like, pop up in a movie now. But this is during that time where, like, he's like, I'm going to try to be an actor. And it really wasn't working out that well. And then that's one of the reasons why I didn't listen to this album because I was just like, stop acting. Uh, And then I listened to this album when I remember specifically it was winter. I was uh, living in Utah, and I wanted to listen to something new when I was skiing. And I think I had uh, heard Push Your Love Girl, which is the first song on the album. Yeah. um, Or Suit and Tie, one of the others. And I had heard them, and I was just like, I got to listen to this album while I'm skiing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole album is just like a good jam. That's yeah. your uh Miley Cyrus bangers is your skiing album mm-hmm. too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. around
1: the same time, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good pop albums that came out around that time. And I don't know if it's just I don't know if it was they were there were good albums before that were that style, but yeah. I feel like uh it hit a much larger audience at that point.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, this came out in 2013, um, exploring neo soul styles, partly inspired by expansive song structures of the 1960s and 70s. Um, I think he has a quote saying that, like, if Led Zeppelin and Queen can do 10 minute songs, why can't I? <laughs> 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 I like it, yeah. Um, the 2020 experience received generally positive reviews from critics, many of whom praised the organic sound and hailed it for significant pop release. Um, yeah, this song is track number seven on the album. Uh, one of the shorter songs might be the shortest at four minutes and 47 seconds. Yeah. Which is a good length of a song. Like
1: that's a long pop song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to me. So like I chose this song specifically for track one because of how it starts.
1: I agree. But it starts off great.
0: Track number seven in the album. Yeah. And so it made me want to, like, re-listen to the album, see how it fits, because it feels to me, I obviously put it at number one, because of the way it introduces itself. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like an intro song, and I did appreciate that in
1: the mix. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the introduction of not just starting off the music, but starting off with people actually introducing something. Yeah, exactly. You know? Makes a lot of sense. That is weird that it's number seven, then. Yeah. Huh. All right, RJ. What are your thoughts? You got an in sync Backstreet Boys
2: post-checkered Cheers? past, <laughs> 90s. I haven't <laughs> listened to Justin Timberlake much over the years. I've heard his stuff like on the radio. Uh, I think I've heard a couple songs Devin plays. This song, I love this song. Nice. I loved it. I heard it and I, I, I did this thing with your your, your mixtape where I went on Spotify and I downloaded the instrumentals.
0: Oh, nice. And Ooh. I found
2: jazz like a like a saxophone jazz like lead oh, yeah, over of this though. one fantastic, yeah, I had both of them playing like I'd go back and forth kind of occasionally, just depending on my mood, and it's such a fun jam mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just I love everything about it. I love how I love the background doing like the acapella kind of thing. I love how just his voice does like the lead over it I, it's just it was a fun experience, and I love it as an intro track.
1: was that jazz one on Spotify? mm
2: hmm I'll send you the, the one. There's three jazz ones, and there's two of them that are just karaoke ones. I'm mm.
1: wondering if it's uh, Robert Glasper.
2: He's a I'm uh, not sure.
1: jazz pianist that does a lot of modern covers. He did a lot of Radiohead covers, too, in you know, a
2: jazz style, and it's amazing. But he did some hip-hop stuff, too. It was kind of cool. Mm. So you hadn't heard that song before? mm Nice. Unless Devin played it in the background, and I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. but Maybe. Like, you know, when I get home, and he's just playing jazz... Out loud, and then we watched, (laughs) so you could think you can dance. So he might have been, and I'll be like, All right, something is playing, but it it was fantastic. I I absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah. What I wanted to, uh, there's a lot of reasons for the songs on this mix. Um, Starting off with this one, uh, a reason why I, I, I chose this as my first song, and then the other songs followed as I was choosing the mix was because it's hard to decide when this song came out. Like, I say that the album came out in 2013, but this song could have came out yesterday, yeah. and it could have came out in 1992. Yes, you know I I'm totally
1: saying? agree. It, the, that's what there was about it. Um, there's those layers that kind of bring it into the 2000s, the 2010s, mm-hmm. that differentiate it from the stuff in the 90s. But there's that 90s style that's so specific yeah. that he's like following that formula, but improving upon it. Yeah, I exactly. I really like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, let's see. It says in here, on in the lyrics, okay? It says, didn't have to run. I knew it was love from a mile away.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, a couple lines later says, that I can't be with you. I don't hear what they say. Okay. So, to me, I chose the song at the beginning for a couple of reasons. But I'm going to tip my hat here and say that this song... To me, is the beginning of a relationship.
3: Mm.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. I see that. No, <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, I'm like,
2: it doesn't matter like what you say. I'm in, gonna be in love with this girl. Exactly. Like, I have this passion. This, this, I'm just in love with her. No matter what. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Curious about these lyrics now. <laughs> I agree
2: with that statement.
1: I honestly didn't. I didn't look up any lyrics. Because mm-hmm. I never do. I don't and, think you need to with these songs. like These songs just kind of make you feel.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, some things I do want to look up the lyrics if I can't understand them. In this case, I couldn't understand a lot of the stuff in the choruses, mm-hmm. but I like the way it flowed. I just like the way it felt. Uh, but I never, yeah, never bothered to like really look up what it was about. Yeah. I thought it
0: was pretty self-explanatory. It's called That Girl. Exactly, no. yeah. It's about that girl. It's about that girl, about that girl. And it's one person's perspective. All right. All right, moving into track two here. We've got Use Me by Bill Withers off of Still Bill. Yeah. Um, Still Bill. Bill Withers just passed away a couple of months ago. Yeah. So he was in the news um, pretty recently. Um, Had you guys heard this song before? Definitely heard yes. the song. Mm-hmm. I've heard it.
1: Um, I knew that Bill Withers passed away, but I didn't know who he was. Oh. Strangely. Interesting. It's one of those guys that like I've heard the name, Mm -hmm. and I've definitely heard the songs. But the songs uh, surpass his name, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. To the point where like this, I didn't look up any other songs on purpose because I kind of wanted to be surprised. I feel like he has some other songs that were hits that
0: I don't know. But oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So ain't no sunshine. Yes, okay, and lean on me. Are his oh no both hits. yeah dang all ah. so, uh, right Bill Withers he was a big staple in the mid seventies and kind of dried up at the end into the early eighties. Um, I remember uh, my my uh, listening to a lot of older like seventies Marvin Gaye Bill Withers songs um, was around a lot when I was younger because um, my mom was really into that style of music and so like he had just been someone that i already always listened to um, but use me is a very uh, conflicted sexy song oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i liked i heard the lyrics to yeah. this one and i liked it yeah
1: i like the wordplay i like the way he organizes it it's yeah. it was great
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so still bill which is the album that this came off of uh, it's the second studio album from him uh, It came out in 1972 um, the album was recorded and produced by Withers, a musician from the Watts Hundred and Third Street Rhythm Band. Um, let's see, uh, commercial and critical success at the time it was released. Still, Bill has since been regarded by music journalists as a highlight of the singer's recording career and a classic 1970s R&B album. Um, so, "Use Me" comes in as track number five on side one, um, at three minutes and forty-five seconds. Hmm. Track number five, you said? Uh, track number four. Sorry. Four, okay. Um, now, how did you guys feel towards the transition between these two songs? I thought it flowed really well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, just the
1: the dating of the song, like it being so old, it threw me off because I knew Bill Withers was an older musician. So when I read it, I was like, oh, Justin Timberlake, Bill Withers. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Then I saw some influences kind mm. of from that first song to the second yeah. that continued on <laughs> we'll talk about later. <laughs> but I thought it fit in the playlist really well. Mm. And especially as a second song, it flowed into it really nicely. Yeah.
0: RJ.
2: This is where I start having my issues with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The music part mm-hmm. they mixed perfectly. Mm. This is the other song that I downloaded onto Spotify where I had just the instrumentals. And it was wonderful from, you know, Justin Timberlake to this. Yeah. And I loved it. I feel like it could be in a different order, though. Hmm.
0: It's a jam Ooh. little riff. It is. Yeah. It is. I, lo- I love it.
2: <laughs> and it's a good song. Fantastic song. But I feel like it could have gone later. Mm, interesting. On the mix.
0: Okay. Um, so the, the song is interesting place for me. Because it's about being used in a relationship. Yeah. Right? So track number one, someone is obsessed with someone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's ignoring all other things that are coming in his way because of this someone that he's decided is going to be the person in his life.
2: Okay. Now now that you say it
0: like that. Okay. I see it more. And then use me comes in. And it's a conflicted song, right? Because mm-hmm. when someone is being used by someone else, you typically think it's bad. And this guy's like, fuck you. No, use this- me up. <laughs> I thought the
1: song was about his dick. <laughs> I thought he was just talking about his dick. He's like, you can keep on using me yeah. until you use me up. Yeah. He's like, yeah, let's fuck. <laughs> Then, Is that not what it's about. Then then all your
2: <laughs> homies come in and be like, "Yo, she's using your dick." you
0: would yeah. be like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. That's tight.
1: And I like it. Keep using me till you use me up. I so
0: get it. It says in the song, "It ain't too bad the way you're using me cuz I sure am using you to do the things you do." Mhm. That's what's so great about the song cuz it's not yeah. complaining. No, right? I know no. the situation. Yeah. It's, it's, he's being used by this person. He's like, you know what? If I think about it, I'm using you too. It's the 69 of songs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't it come out in uh, 72?
0: Uh, Whatever. (laughs) The 69 of songs. It is. (laughs) use me up. (laughs) Um, again, I feel like I don't know if it's the like remastered version of the song and listening to it digitally. But yeah. Did you feel like it came out in 1972 when you listened well, to it? Yes, because I had heard the song before, mm. but
1: and I think it all changed this week because I switched my headphones and listened to it in the car. The quality on it was amazing. Yeah. There's something about it that differentiated it from the other songs. Like it's less complex than that first song. Mm-hmm. It's very straightforward with that riff. Yeah. And then the... Like, yeah. the, the rhythm to it is great throughout the whole song. It, like, slowly simmers at some parts. It's a very, like, simple song. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, simply complex. Yes. You know? He uses a few things very well in the mm-hmm. entire song. But you know? A, yeah.
0: To me, it's just a great written pop song. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like, Lean On Me and Ain't No Sunshine are the same thing. Like, they... they all have these like tight little riff. Yeah. And they just cycle, repeat. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: made me want to check out his other stuff. Like, I know those other two songs. I'm sure I've heard some other songs by him. Yeah. But I'm not familiar with them at all. I knew he passed away and then uh, really had no idea who he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny. After I had put this mix on, or made this mix, he this song happened to come up on Rogan uh, this past week. Really? Yeah. He was talking to someone and they just happened to start talking about the song. I was like, ah, oh, it's in the air.
1: <laughs> 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 I think that's how I found out about him dying. And then some other people posted it.
0: Yeah. It was just all social media. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on to track three here. We've got honey by Mariah Carey off of the album butterfly. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is your guys's relationship with Mariah Carey?
1: Oh, well, I wish we were a little bit closer. But, <laughs> you know, I'll settle for what we got. Um, it reminds me of going to the roller rink and like, oh yeah, it's roller rink music, nineties <laughs> like sexy jams. Like they yeah. got the lights going,
0: slow song, holding yeah. hands, yeah, yeah.
1: It was <laughs> yeah. It, I listened to this one a few times. I I didn't remember this song. Like, I remember certain songs from the 90s, but I did remember it. Mm. Like, I knew that it was a song. I knew that, like, certain lines in it. But it was like I was listening to it for the first time again. Yeah. Like, she's got such a great voice. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. (laughs) Like, I'd love to hear just isolated, like, vocal tracks of her. I Mm. think uh, they've been doing that with Lady Gaga on some commercials lately Mm -hmm. for Apple Music or something. Yeah. And it's amazing to hear these like isolated vocal tracks of amazing singers, like Her, Whitney Houston. Yeah, crazy voices. Like we don't have too many people like that anymore.
0: Oh no! And she started. Well, it started with Whitney Houston, but she kind of elevated the trend to like every singer that was a yeah. female was like, I could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like Britney Spears happened. It's just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> she, she don't Rj, what's your voice. relationship with Miss Carrie?
2: So I'm going to say she can sing, (laughs) but the song, I I get it. It it was uh, just, you know, it was the turning point for, Mm. for her. It was like, I guess one of her biggest singles got her into the, the hip hop game, if you will.
0: Mm.
2: But the background vocals by the other guy. Oh,
0: Oh, oh the, did you just okay. call him the other guy? No, no. I had a question about that, too. Did you just call him the other guy? I don't Wait, know. Finish what you're going to say. What you <laughs> so going to say?
2: She's great. It was a catchy song. I get it. But that song, just, it did not
1: make so it. So I just want to know, who is the guy that is going to scoop it out? Because at one point, no, he no, just he's comes smooth in. He's smooth like, it out. No, nope. I think he said scoop. <laughs> <laughs> I swear he said, now what we're going to do right here. We gonna scoop it,
2: (laughs) and that's all he says. He's like, "I'm gonna take the drums out real quick." Yeah, and and this is
0: the beginning of this type of producer. Guys, do you (gasps) not remember? Is this DJ
1: Khaled in the '90s? uh,
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is fucking that guy, Sean P Diddy Combs, bro. Is
3: this P Diddy?
2: Yes, he 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 was the producer on there. Yeah. But the background vocals <gasps> were by Styles P, oh. which was part of Locks, and oh. he was part of the the group of Locks was with the Chic, Louch, but, and Jadakiss. But the Jada. s- but the
0: small little <laughs> yeah, that's P Diddy. Are <laughs> you sure? Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, then I hate yeah because puppy. he did that. <laughs> he's the guy who really started that as a producer doing that in song. Because people would be like, "What are you doing back there, <laughs> the hype man?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I made this. He pushes like the on <laughs> button and be like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smooth this out." That is
1: weird how that kinda came out of that era. Like, I don't know a song by DJ Khaled. Yeah. And I don't think he has the one. I don't know what that fucking means. <laughs> I don't like DJ Khaled.
2: I think it's another <laughs> banger, another hit, another Yeah, does he say that on every song? Yeah, because yeah. he makes a lot of hits. Because he's okay. a producer.
1: Mm. Yeah, but he doesn't so he makes songs in the technical sense.
0: Yeah, he helps uh people finalize songs. That's what okay. producers.
1: So for. Do you know who Mark Ronson is? Uh. He did an album with, uh, I think he did the album with Bruno Mars. And he's a producer. Mm -hmm. And they labeled it Mark Ronson with Bruno Mars. And this guy is basic. I think he's just a failed British musician that turned into a producer Mm -hmm. and then puts his name on the album. As if we're supposed to be like, oh, it's Bruno Mars and Mark Ronson?
0: (laughs) But he sucks. He doesn't do anything. Well, producers are a big deal, man. Like People (sighs) don't give them enough credit because they don't know what they do.
1: Then they should make the whole song.
0: (laughs) Like Stop subletting the rest of your song to somebody else. When you look at Justin Timberlake and you look at how many people help create his songs, you're looking at dozens of people, right? Yeah. And the producer is taking dozens of people's opinions and influences and mm-hmm. kind of like putting them all together and being like, "Okay, this is the song."
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know that song Love Yourself by uh
0: Bieber? Yeah.
1: You know what's written by Ed Sheeran? Oh, no. I yeah. He's written a ton of songs that pop singers have grabbed onto and, you know, put out and you yeah. can see his like a uh, his influences That makes in, sense. Yeah. It, totally to it and you're like, like hey yeah, I was curious why I liked that Justin Bieber song when I heard it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's weird."
0: Um, yeah. So, Mariah Carey, producer, actress, entrepreneur, philanthropist. Uh, she was signed to Columbia Records in 1988. Um, so, I know you said this, RJ, but this is actually this album came out in 1997. So, this is coming oh. uh, not near the end, but on the back half of her height. Yeah, that was like um, my, yeah the height of my rollerblading career. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um because she had uh her big bangers was earlier in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um but this was the first album that she had came out with after um I forgot the dude's name. She was married to her producer before that, who is older, and he had produced a lot of her stuff and then they Nick split Cannon? up. No. <laughs> they had split up and then this is like the first uh Mariah Carey album without that producer. Mm-hmm. Um I always forget what that dude's name is. Um, But she started uh, collaborating with a lot more people because of that, which is why you've got uh, P. Diddy coming in. And I want to say Missy Elliott is on this album as well. Um, Honey is well well known for accompanying music video, which presented a more sexual and less conservative image of Mariah Carey that had been previously seen. The video features Carey being held hostage in a mansion which she escapes (laughs) in a James Bond-themed plot. Sick. Um so this is the album to where it was cute girl next door into like Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I Mariah Carey's a interesting lady, especially because I believe she has maybe two, but for sure one. It is really hard to like create a Christmas song that is owned by by yeah. you, and she has, I believe, one. She might have two. She might have two. Uh, yeah, all I want for Christmas, and maybe she owns Merry Christmas, but like she owns those. Yeah, like people are not allowed to do those songs without her consent. Yeah, to be like, hey, can I do this? And then she's like, yeah, you got to pay me money. So, did
1: she write those songs, or did she do covers and like buy? the rights to those songs.
0: Those are her songs. Okay.
1: Yeah. Could you imagine if somebody came out today and they're like,
0: I wrote a new Christmas song.
1: <laughs> <It's> like, fuck <laughs> off. Fuck you, yeah. We have all the Christmas songs we need. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's maybe, it's my favorite time of the year is Christmas, but it's for people who work in retail, it's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you hear that song every year. Yeah. Oh, one of them. Mm-hmm. It's one of
1: the ones I can tolerate. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I hate Christmas songs. Yeah. But that one's okay.
0: I like Baby, It's Cold Outside, but we can't listen to that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so off of the this album, Butterfly, Honey is number one, uh, coming in at uh, five minutes and two seconds. Um, so I'll read some lyrics here for you. Oh, right. oh, now you can have me when you want me. You simply ask me to be there. And you're the only one who makes me come running because what you got is far beyond compare and it's just like honey.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, uh, this song is uh, a lot of these songs are various stages of nostalgia. This isn't the height of nostalgia for me on this mix, it's second. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those songs that, like, I am instantly just like you're saying, like back in the 90s, remembering listening to it. Remember where I was? I loved '90s R&B. A lot of these songs. This there's two songs that are like '90s R&B songs, but the whole out, the whole mix is R&B songs, right? Yeah. Um, but this one is placed in a number three because you've got track number one, which is about a guy obsessing over a girl, right? And then you assume that they start become like some type of relationship, might be ill defined as this relationship, right? Um, So they start fucking, right? And he's saying, I'm cool if you use me, right? And then she falls in love with him. And so Honey is track number three for me because it's then getting her perspective on the relationship. Oh, okay. And so now she's starting to fall in love with this guy.
1: Okay. I appreciate that. Guy comes in, likes a girl. Mm -hmm. Song two, they 69. (laughs) Song three, She's like, I like that '69. <laughs> I like that honey. I like that. I want that honey. <laughs> I want that honey. Yeah, honey bun. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: I'm following. And so far, we're you know, we're on the steady climb of this relationship, right? Yeah. And just like every steady climb, it's got a crescendo, right? mm Hmm. And so, track four here. Oh, did you guys? RJ, do you have anything other than say that you don't like Mariah Carey? <laughs> <laughs> Talk shit about the queen of R&B. <laughs> uh,
2: besides the order, yeah, I- I'm close to yours. The way mm-hmm. that you set it up, I would have switched uh, a couple songs, but uh, I wouldn't have put this as the third song
0: mm. because of the transition.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Musically, uh, do you want me to go through the order thus
0: far? Or just wait till the end.
1: Uh, just wait till the yeah. End. We'll do it. Th- do it at the end. Okay.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about the transition from two to three?
1: Oh, yeah, that's.
0: It made me mad. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From two to three is rough, mm. but it's the best transition you can make with those songs. Mm-hmm. And I feel those songs need to be on the playlist. Mm. So best possible scenario, but Rocky at best.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so the transition. It needs to be on the, the mixtape. Mm-hmm. But for musically, you go from 1 to 2 to, you know, 90s music, and you throw mm-hmm. that type in. I'm like, you know what? It, it's more... And then you throw the backup vocals of that song, I was just like, ah, could, this okay, song. Okay, so
1: if you got rid of this song, then you could do something, some Whitney Houston or Tony Braxton or something, mm-hmm. and that would fit a little bit better, like certain songs by them, or maybe even a different Mariah Carey song, and it would fit better. But... As far as like the mix of these five songs,
2: Mm -hmm. it's great. They work all together. They work, but when
1: you think about
2: three to four,
1: that's that makes a lot more mm -hmm. sense. Then,
0: and I don't know how you would go from three to four
1: without this song.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because these songs are bangers, right? Mm -hmm. This is the (laughs) nineties, and I would like all the songs are well known songs on Mm -hmm. this mix, right? So to me, it's really hard to go in and out of really well-known songs because you almost need like a transitional song between them, right? Yeah. It's hard to do like big pop songs to just one after another cuz then you're in now that's what I call Michael. At this point. <laughs> 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 you kind of need a uh,
1: like a ballad of sorts.
0: Yes, exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the only way that I could figure out to transition them is by having soft opens. So when you go from track number one, it's like we're introducing the mix. And track number one into track two, it's not a soft open, but it's an open with an instrumental, right? Just that, that riff, right? Yeah. And then track number three, soft open. Track number four, soft open. Yeah. So track number four, we got All My Life. By K-C and JoJo. Oh, is that how you say it? It's K-C-I. Oh, okay, K-C-I and
1: J-O-J-O.
2: <laughs> <K-L-J-O. laughs> Wait, is this the song that goes, baby, 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 baby?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ch- yeah. So, there was some discussion about what is the difference between KC and JoJo and Jodeci.
0: Uh So, Jodacy came first. What? Yes.
1: Ooh. Okay.
0: Yeah, so they were in Jodeci, and that came first. And this is... uh, Love Always is their first, like, I guess, independent album or the album of just them two.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, So, this is an RB duo consisting of brothers. So, I didn't know that they were brothers, but good to know. Wait, Uh, brothers or brothers? (laughs) Both.
3: Because I knew
0: both. Uh, Yeah, so... Their first sign of independence came in 1994 when uh, they first covered Bobby Womack's hit If You Think You're Lonely Now for the movie uh, Jason Lyric. I haven't seen that. Uh, early in 1996, though, that's when uh, they started teaming up more, making a song for a movie called Bulletproof uh, that has Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler. It's a good movie. Right. Um, and then they were a oh, featured yeah. guest on uh, Tupac's number one R&B and Billboard Hot 100 hit, How Do You Want It? And then by 1997, uh, All My Life was their big single off this album, and then they came out with this album. Yeah, this was
1: definitely strong roller rink vibes for this one, too. <laughs> yeah. See,
0: okay. So, RJ, what's your relationship with this song?
1: Oh,
2: this is... this was- I've heard this song many, many, many <laughs> times. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the, the, if if you had to pick, like, probably top 10 songs, I'd probably be like, 90s, this wasn't there somewhere,
3: mm.
2: which is, it stands
0: out. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a big R&B song from the 90s. Um, I assume that everyone's heard this song. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Devin, you, this is a roller rink song for you. Oh yeah. What's the song for you then? Like when you think of like what it reminds you of or represents. I don't know if I have an exact moment in mm. my life, but I picture
2: just me with a white collared shirt that's unbuttoned <laughs> and the wind blowing and just being like, Oh my name. <laughs>
1: I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Just standing in front of a fan. Yeah. yeah. Just standing in front of a fan music. Or like, like, like I,
2: I missed the f- latest episode of full house or something and be like, now I'm sad. Cause I don't got Netflix. Mm.
0: <laughs> um, to me, this song uh, represents a couple of different things. It represents a, uh, uh, ignorance is not the right word. It's part of a relationship that hasn't hit the fan yet, mm. um, so it's it's almost uh, uh, it's so youthful, and it's telling of the song um, because in all my life I dreamt for someone like life you. Me. You know, like it's saying that I will never love anyone more than I love you yeah. right now, right? Yeah. And for a young person, that totally makes sense, right? Yeah. Because you might have not had a bunch of relationships You haven't yet. been dreaming about people for that long. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But and like, it, like,
1: all my life, I've been dreaming about someone like that. But it's really like, <laughs> for like two years, I've been dreaming about
0: somebody. But like, you know, yeah. I don't know too much about shit. <laughs> and to me, this song is a wedding song. Yeah. Uh, this is the type of song that I would <clears throat> hear at weddings... Up, like, almost a, a lot of the weddings that I've gone to, this song plays. Or dances. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, it's a good dance song. It's it's a, just a good hold-your-hand song. Um, it's I good feel- to, like, practice kissing in the mirror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just put it on the background and just kiss the mirror. It yeah. was between this and Boys to Men. Yep. And, yeah. And it was, like, is Boys to Men... Two on the nose. Boyz
1: is like my touchstone for the '90s. Yeah, that's my go-to. Mm. So that and Brian McKnight mm. and oh, yeah. Montel, Montel Jordan, <laughs> a little bit different, yeah. but <laughs> those are uh, those are like my three. If I had to sum up the '90s for myself, yeah, that would be that. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: what would you guys think about going from Mariah Carey and to Casey and JoJo?
2: That worked. It worked. Yeah. I appreciate baby it. Baby. <laughs> I disliked the music on Mariah Carey, but I feel like it redeemed itself a little bit with this. The music, oh. uh, the message is there. You know what they're trying to say and everything like that. And it, it's it's a classic R and B song about love, but just overall, just from like, I f- mind you, the fakeness of honey. Which mm-hmm. About Mariah Carey. <laughs> no, Mariah Carey. I'm not talking about her <laughs> vocals, just the music and the background vocals.
0: <laughs> you just don't like that, honey. It's my girl.
2: <laughs> but then back into this, I was like, all right, And they musically, lyrically, I appreciated it as track 4. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love the song. This comes from that generation of uh like gospel like guys that grew up at churches, like singing gospel music, playing yeah. gospel music, and bringing that into the mainstream. We didn't have too much of that before. Like, we did, but I feel, I feel like it really evolved in the 90s. Like, 90s R&B yeah, is so much different than R&B
0: in general. Why don't you have these boy band R&B groups anymore? They you know what I'm saying? got really corny in the 90s. Yeah.
1: I feel like Chris Brown kind of did that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some other, some other people, there are still around, but it's like, it's not mainstream. Yeah. We don't hear about it. I mean. Yeah.
0: They're, they're just like, out there. The, ens- yeah. these ensembles, like I just, you just like never see them anymore. It's always just one person.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of the last like ensemble that was like a big pop star no, or anything. Not too many duos. Maybe they're just trying to make all the money for themselves. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It would make more sense to me to have because the sex appeal of like Boys to Men. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. just want as many of those hard bodies up there as possible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> boys to Men is probably my most listened to album of all time. Mm. Just because my. <clears throat> so, do you remember Columbia House? Yeah. That was my first experience with CDs. Like, I had cassette tapes before then. But I had a boombox and it had a CD player, and we got Columbia House, and I got 10 albums for a penny a piece or whatever. Yeah. And it was the band Immature, Mm -hmm. Soul for Real, TLC, Boys to Men, Montel Jordan, Green Day, and three other fucking albums that I don't remember. (laughs) But Boys to Men. Was like always in my my CD player, and to wake up like for school, my mom would always just come in my room and just push play on my boombox, so I'd it's wake like up to Motown Philly. Just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Motown Philly back again. I would wake up to that every day and listen <laughs> to like five songs before I go to school. Yeah, so that's that set my vibe for the whole the whole day. All
0: right, I did want to ask you guys about a lyrical exchange in this song that has. Always stood out to me. Mm. Okay. So how would you feel if a significant other said this to you? Mm. Girl, you are close to me. You're like my mother. Close to me, you're like my father. Close to me, you're like my sister. Close to me, you're like my brother. Those are my exact notes. You're the only one, my everything, and for you, the song I sing. What does that mean? (laughs) If you search... Pornhub will come up.
2: It's my only comment that I have.
1: Girl, you like my stepmother, and you stuck. I'm gonna get you out, but first, it's showing the
2: closeness of a family bond, saying that you you are close to me.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know how
0: I feel about that. (laughs) I honestly didn't. I didn't remember that part. I I spaced out during that part. It's just so weird to say. Like, if you had a significant other and be like, "Man, you're You're so close to me. You're like my mom. You're like (laughs) basically my mom. You're like my dad. Yeah. (laughs) You're like my dog Fido. (laughs)
1: You're like my mom and my dad in one. Yeah." It's a little bit of my uncle. You're
0: like my ch- But <laughs> my I don't uncle. have a sister. But if I imagined I had a sister, <laughs> you'd like her, too. Like <laughs> you. We're that close. You kind of look like them, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's odd. I feel like that's a 90s thing. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm just going to write it off for the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, we've got this relationship. It starts off with a boy obsessing over a girl, right? hmm the girl uses the guy. And the guy uses the girl. Yeah. And then the girl's like, you know what? I like you. Right? And then they come to this bond. Right? Of all my life. Yeah, they they kind of come. come together yeah, come. equally in love. But there's a sense of naivety to their love. Especially because uh, not every relationship starts off perfect. But this relationship does not start off perfect. Hmm. Does a little back and forth, a little bit of using, not uh, maybe talking to each other like you should. Just like your mother or father would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we get to the last song, track number five on the mix. Yeah. Right? And I chose the song for a couple of reasons, um, but it's to really uh, take the ignorance of a relationship and then let's get into reality. Mm. Right. So, Too Good to Say Goodbye by Bruno Mars off at 24K Magic. Yeah. Now, what is your guys' relationship with Bruno Mars? RJ? I mean, you are Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, we're cousins. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, uh, he's also Puerto Rican. I'm half. half-fueless cousin. Then. Yeah. Well,
2: I'm a 3rd I cousin, should just man. stay out of this conversation. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I have no,
0: no dog in the fight.
2: He is quite similar to the Justin Timberlake. I feel like, you know, the full band. Mm-hmm. The soulfulness, the R and B styles that he does, and it was a great closer overall. With my, that, besides his hits, there's some hits that I'm not a fan of. Like what? Um Don't it? say Up,
0: finesse. No,
2: no, no. Uptown <laughs> funk.
0: Uptown
1: funk. I could. That's honestly, I can give a shit less about. I've heard it I I so many times, funk. I did it
2: all. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> I, I get, get it. <laughs> but besides that, I have nothing against them. Um, just that was my experience. Sounds like you something against him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: I mean, I should be the Filipino out there. Oh, it's jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you probably think you should sing for Journey, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's my cousin, too. Okay, yeah. so you're not jealous of him? Don't stop believing. Yeah, see, I got it. I stopped, don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, I nothing against him. I've heard a lot of his songs, mostly from whatever Devin plays when I get home, and he's blaring it on the radio.
0: Yeah. Have you heard the song? I, I've i
2: heard the song, yes. Nice.
1: This album was a weird one. I loved this album. 24K Magic. Yeah. Yeah. And I listened to it so many times, and I realized today why I listened to it so many times. It's because it's only nine songs. Oh, yeah. 34 minutes. Tight. You listen to it twice, <laughs> and that's one... What's the length of one album. You can yeah. get in and get
2: out at the same oh, time.
1: Yeah. I get in there twice, mm-hmm. and I get out <laughs> twice. It was, it's a great album, though. Like, I can listen to it multiple times, too. Yeah. It's got a good flow to it. Um, the songs that he had before, like uh, Grenade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's what it's called, but I'll call it Grenade. <laughs> uh, he had some other songs that were like radio hits, and I, I heard them in passing, but I never paid attention to them, and they're yeah. fine. Like. There were songs on the radio that I would be fine with, but I wouldn't look up the album. And something made me check out this album, and I really liked it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. For I didn't, I could care less about Bruno Mars. Yeah, right. And um, my wife was like, "This was probably in 2017, so a couple years ago." My wife was like, "Man, this Bruno Mars song is really good." And I was like you don't know music. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right. and this is a, this is a frequent conversation that my wife and I have where she like, she tells me something that I probably like. And I go, <laughs> right? yeah. and then I come around on it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what made me turn this album on, on Spotify, but like something did after that conversation that I had with her, and I, I can't remember what song it was. Um, Versace on the floor. It might be Versace on the floor. That's the one that did it for me. And finesse. I listened to this album and I was like, "Does anyone else know what he's doing?" Yeah, like that's how I felt. I felt like he was doing like a magic trick that <laughs> no one else was doing yeah. in mainstream culture and pop, and music. And I was just like. Does, is no one paying attention to yeah. this? And then, like, everyone's paying attention to it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> am I the only one listening to yeah, this right Well, <laughs> Not
1: really, though, because they were paying attention to the hit singles. And, yeah. like, nobody's listening to the full album. Like, yeah.
0: that's the shame with
1: guys like this and Justin Timberlake because nobody listens to the full album, I don't
0: think. Like, right. And it sucks that he gets, like, this album in particular, like, when people talk about it, they're like, oh, it's a great throwback to 90s R&B. There is so much more that's yeah. in this album than just '90s R&B. It like it encapsulates R&B generally. Just- it encapsulates this entire playlist. Yes, like that
1: was the note that I had about it that I thought tied it all together. Like mm-hmm. this song, in particular, took elements of every single one of those songs and brought it in. Yeah, it brought in the slow simmering of the "All My Life" mm-hmm. Casey and JoJo song. It brought in the 90s feel of Mariah Carey. It brought in the new R&B of Justin Timberlake with keeping with the old school style of Bill Withers. Yeah. It was. It fit perfectly. Yeah. The song beginning to end. The, the way it starts out with that riff, like played on some kind of like Rhodes electric piano or something. Mm-hmm. It They play this riff that is a semi like play on the chorus. And then you know, play the background like just play the chords to the chorus and then in the very end they end with that same riff. Oh yeah. It ties up the song perfectly and it ties up the
0: playlist perfectly. <laughs> it was great. Well it is the last track off of twenty four K Magic. Um, okay. Yeah. So
2: I see that's perfect. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's the last song on the album. Uh when I was thinking about I was like I need to have a Bruno Mars on this album. And I first played around with Versace on the floor, ending mm-hmm. it but there's something about ending it with this song. And then once I was able to tie in the relationship side of things, uh, it really, it hooked it for me. And so this is the third album from Bruno Mars came out in 2016. Um, what's uh, it's, I mean, Bruno Mars has been praised by most uh, of the music community
2: uh,
0: since this album came out. Um, but I, what I didn't know is I don't know if he's a producer and anything else on the album, but he is on this song. He's, uh, is um, uh, what's the right word? Um, he's put down as one of the writers on the song, and it's Babyface. And Babyface mm. is this like
1: huge producer,
0: yeah. Like he's done every background guy that's pretty he, popular. Yeah, like he, you can name it. He's touched something that they've done, especially mm. during the nineties, like R and B world. And he's just one of those guys that has written some of the biggest songs that you've ever heard, but you don't know his name. And the only reason why I know his name is, one, he's called Babyface, so that's always kind of, like, stuck with me. But um, recently on the the Scrubs podcast, Donald Faison talked about going to a party to his house. And I was like, oh, this is funny. I just put, like, one of the songs that he produced on this Uh mix, and so, like, I dived into him a little bit more. But he's just, like, one of these prolific producers that's always been there. Huh. And I believe when I looked at this album, he this is the only song that he has writer credit on. So really? that just it's another reason for why this song is just so good. It does
1: stand out a lot on that album. Yeah, how
0: would you feel towards the song,
1: RJ? Uh,
2: wonderful song. It was a wonderful closer. I mean, that's why they probably put it on the last track of his yeah. actually album. Um, I enjoyed. It was a great conclusion. Just the message of you know lyrics and everything like that. Uh, it's a wonderful jazz instrumental as well. Uh, they have one of these for the on the Spotify list that I downloaded. Nice. That makes sense. Hmm. And it, it's like, you yeah, know, I out. get those vibes. Yeah. <sighs> I, fe- I felt it. I was like, this yeah. is beautiful. I love how this conclusion, the way that I would have changed it, I mean, plus or minus, they similar to yours, but mm-hmm. I, it was a great ending track. Nice.
1: Yeah. So I don't remember, but your playlist, Last Week, R.J., the last song on it, was that the last song on the album? It was uh, Bastards by Defeater? Yeah.
2: Uh, it was an intro track. It is the intro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So All of the, them were intros. Yeah. <laughs> except Blink. Yeah. Because
1: I think the one that I picked for the last one was the last track on the album, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I feel like that's the, like, the only way to end it, you know?
0: Maybe. I don't know. Wow. Because my first track is seven on that album. True. Right. But it works really well as an intro track. Yeah, it's true.
2: What about throwing it out if you took this one off and put like time of your life? Green Day? I think there would be problems (laughs) stylistically,
1: but
2: (laughs) (laughs) you you can make an argument for it working, I guess. (laughs) Good riddance. (laughs) Hope you have the time of your life.
1: Yeah, okay. Maybe basket case. If this ended with basket case, honestly, I would be pretty happy. (laughs) If it, if you took off Bruno Mars, I'd love this song. But if it just looked like, dude, you have the time, I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, I'm
0: back at the roller rink.
1: It's where we've been for three songs.
0: Yeah, yeah. So okay, so this song, baby ain't nobody going to love me like the way you do. And you ain't never going to find a love like mine. Tell me what can I do to make it up to you. So we've got this relationship that starts off. In an interesting way, and then they come together, and then this is when reality hits that no relationship is perfect. Because I feel like All My Life is one of those songs that's like something that teenagers say to each other, right? And then you become an Mm -hmm. adult and you progress in this relationship, and it's like the best thing about the song is you don't find out what happened, right? You just know that something happened, and he needs to apologize because he's constantly just being like, I'm sorry. I fucked up. I did something wrong. Please take me back. You won't be able to find anyone like me, which is a little presumptuous to say to her, but. He's uh, confident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's also the same type of guy that would be like, that girl. That's mm-hmm. the girl that I want. Yeah. It's the same type of guy that would be like, use me. I want to be used by you. Would uh. also be like, I fucked up, but you won't find anyone better than me. All right. Right? All right. And so for me, Making these songs in the order that they did, I made a concept album. Yeah. (laughs) The first concept playlist. This
2: is what I call music, my playlist concept album. Yeah. (laughs) Something like
0: that. Because I wanted to make a relationship in these songs that was cohesive. And that's so stylistically when the music was not important to me. The only thing that was important to me was that the narrative of the relationship continued, right? And the narrative of the relationship starts off weird, gets weirder. They're both in on it. They're both magically in love. And then something happens. You don't know what it is. And then just like the song ends, it just ends, right? Like the song, there's no like real, like obviously there's a crescendo, but like the end of the song just ends. Like there's no follow-up. There's no like oh, she came back to me, or oh, this is a happy relationship. It's just like, you know, sometimes just relationships just end. And sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. It's just, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. I should have looked up the lyrics for the song. (laughs) I'm trying to remember it now, and I'm getting it confused with Versace on the floor.
3: I'm like, that's a totally different song. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so what are, what's your guys' thoughts on, the mix as a whole, summer loving, as a whole. So,
1: RJ, you go first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. After you
2: discussing of why you put everything, you know, chronologically, the way you did, I see it. I appreciate that. I see the story unfolding. Um, when I first listened to him myself, I was going through, and I was like, all right, this is obviously like I'm in love with that girl. And I was like, Justin Timberlake, fantastic opener. Mm-hmm. It brought me in. I don't want to touch too much on the music aspect, but more of the lyrics. And I was like, it's fantastic how they brought it in. So I agree with that. Yeah. I like the song one. Do you want me to go through my list? Yeah, no, go for it. The second one I would have done, which would have made me mad if you did, is I would have put <laughs> Mariah Carey <laughs> as a second song. <laughs> um, Fucked you, against Mariah Carey. Jesus so you, you you have the one that i'm in love with this girl yeah and then you have the second aspect of just you know i'm there for the honey i want that sweet sweet Ooh, there right so it's not necessarily a love it's a <laughs> infatuation so it's the beginning stages of a relationship
0: uh, it's more physical so be, because it's a male and a female singing i have male perspective, female perspective, oh. where you would have just grouped down to be like, this is one person. This is the beginning yeah.
2: of a relationship. Yeah. You, you, you know, you do the nasty and then you're like, all right, do I actually care about this person? Mm. Okay. So then Hold you,
1: on. I'm starting to agree with our <laughs> <laughs> Go Keep going.
2: So then you get yeah. to the point where it's kind of, you get to the, like maybe one side of it is like, Hey, I kind of think I like you. So then you're like, all right, if I kind of like you, Maybe I will put up with this. You start making excuses for, you know what? I'll take what you give me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so Billy Withers.
0: So your your relationship in this is that they meet and they fuck the first night that they meet. And then this is the weird relationship. Afterwards. You
2: turn the lights off. When he, <laughs> when wait, he, wait,
0: wait. Did you call him Billy Withers as if you're friends with him?
2: Yeah, he's, he's my he's my homie. Rest in peace. Oh, I don't appreciate, appreciate that. <laughs> Um. So, okay. so So that's the next part. Right. You you kind of, you know, what I'm gonna take what I get from this other partner in this relationship, and I'm having feelings. Like I'm I'm down for whatever this happens next. Okay. So leads into the fourth song, mm. Casey and Casey and
0: Jojo. So you were to just switch two songs. I told you. I was close. <laughs> 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 it does change. It's
2: it just a lot because though, of right, <laughs> Gary. No, she was song two. I was song two. I mean, basically. First the worst, second the best.
1: She's just realizing that she likes him at the same time in they Hold 69. Hold on.
2: <laughs> so then you get to the Casey and JoJo part, and the line says, I pray that you love me too. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, all right, does this person actually care back for me? Then we go into the last song, Bruno oh, Mars.
0: I look at that line as they say it to each other.
2: No, he's by himself. Yeah. He's crying oh, alone. Your story is
0: much more sadder than my story. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> you should see my playlist next next time. That's so fucking
2: awesome. So, you know, as they say, for a pessimist, I'm pretty optimistic. Okay. But then you end with Bruno Mars kind of just like, you know what? I put all this into it and, like, you know,
0: I loved you so much. Mm. So your relationship doesn't even really become a relationship.
2: Just a lonely man crying. Well, no, no, no. Like, in
0: your narrative, it's like, oh, I want that girl. Oh, I'm cool with that honey. Let's sixty 69. Uh, maybe yeah. I don't want to put enough effort into this relationship. Someone did something wrong. <laughs> that sums it up. All right. I kind of like that organization
1: better. Like, little flip. Okay. Now, taking all that into consideration.
2: <laughs> Considering. Uh,
1: I got to say that uh, initially, I don't listen to lyrics too much. Yeah. So I didn't get that whole story. So I'm fascinated <laughs> by your guys' story. That's awesome. <laughs> but I would have called this Boner Jams. <laughs> and, Boner Jams 97. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it was all just sexy-ass music. Yeah. Which is
0: great. See, I chose these songs to. Uh, I I think really hard about why I'm making this mix, right? Yeah. And another layer is I knew that I would get RJ on the lyrics and I would get Devin on the music. Uh, yeah, because the music worked.
3: Because I, I just
0: know that Devin likes this music. Yeah. Right. And I knew that the lyrics would stand out enough to RJ that he would have something to like grab onto. Mm hmm. We're evolving. This is nice. (laughs) I see what you're doing. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I... Now I don't know. I'm so conflicted. The organization, I appreciated at first, and then RJ offered that flip around, and I do like that girl going into Honey. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that. That makes sense. But
0: then I would put all my life that makes sense to me, what he's saying. Uh huh.
1: Musically
3: and
0: lyrically. Lyrically, use me into Bruno Mars Yeah, makes sense because that's mm-hmm. the end of the That's a the conflict. Yeah, exactly. The, you got
1: to have your conflict and the resolution.
0: Right. So that does make
1: sense.
2: As we were talking about that, I switched those two. Ah! <laughs> I was I was like, eh, I'm going to yeah, change Song what, four, damn. they 69, and she's like, <laughs> I'm not
1: that good. And he's like, but it's too good to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: get it. What about oh. that honey?
1: Oh, I want to remember that honey.
2: Sheesh. <laughs> oh, that was track 2. Yeah, that was a while it, ago. Yeah, it
1: it all had a good flow to it either way. Yeah. Um my criticisms on it. <clears throat> <clears throat> Not my Gary. Yeah. Um I would appreciate either Brian McKnight. voiced him in. Genuine or D'Angelo?
0: Do you know how hard I tried to get genuine on this? (laughs) It doesn't fit. Yeah. (laughs) It's like too sexy. It is. (laughs) It's too sexy. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard making like to to make five songs that are like all R&B songs. Because so far out of the three of our mixes, this is the mix that musically they're all in the same genre. Yeah. Yes. And to make five R and B songs that span kind of some different time periods, three that separate are all decades, big songs mm-hmm. or or from big artists that like have something unique about each of them. And do you know how many songs there are like that? Like, yeah, I could have grabbed so many, so many different. You could to make a
1: completely different playlist that yeah, would have exactly. achieved the same thing. Yeah, but not in the same way. Right. You know. There is a lot of that out there Yeah Yeah, that's interesting I do like the uh, Like songs one and five The old school R&B influence of those songs Mm -hmm. Modernized I really appreciate that And Mariah Carey and Casey and Jojo Had a very 90s thing about them That you can't reproduce People try to
0: remake 90s music nowadays Yeah It's not the same that's why it's so crazy when I got into 24K Magic, and I was just like, he is magic. Yeah, like, he's a magic <laughs> man. How, how is he able and to do that? And his skin this? looks so
3: smooth. <laughs> it's like butter. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, you guys ready to rate? Yes. Yes. RJ?
2: So overall, I think the highest rating song for me would be Justin Timberlake. Love that song. It was fantastic. Uh, I turned it on and I was like, all right, people are talking. <laughs> Why are you talking? And then it just came in and I'm like,
3: ooh,
2: ooh. <laughs> and just I'm in love with that girl. I'm like, I get it. Summer and this has to be the introduction to some yeah. love adventure you we're going you get on. get that pre-cum. Yeah. <laughs> a little wet. Just a sample. Here's a sample what's <laughs> coming. <laughs> and... Everything else in there, I kind of tallied it. I had my songs that weren't, I weren't, you know, weren't on my top ten or top five. Um, uh, I came out with a rating of three point four for this. Ooh,
1: what? 3. Wait, three point 4. four for the total playlist for, for
2: everything? Yeah.
0: How? Okay. I'm gonna. Re- right. Okay, I need <laughs> you to break this down. <laughs> okay.
2: Fantastic song. This got point nine.
0: What did you give? Did Mariah Carey get point? Like negative points. <laughs> what did you what get? Happened? My playlist with that jazz shit.
2: I don't remember. It was like it was three point. It was three point something. Three point two. Don't it was low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like three point two.
0: All right. Justify yourself. Right. So I Th- could have had a Kamasi
2: Washington. <laughs> yes. Yet again, this is what I could do while being at work. Okay. So. So the Justin Timberlake one was a fantastic... So you j- weren't
1: jerking off a listen to this like <laughs> no, I was? No, 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 okay. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. <laughs> Just letting you
2: know it changes it completely. No hands. Oh. <laughs> no hands. <laughs> so Justin yeah. Timberlake, I was like, hey, fantastic. I can listen to this. It's a fun little musical, uh, Yeah. you know. And then track two, I think I gave that a point six point seven. Oh, okay. I was like, it was fun. It I understand. The music, the you know, just the feel of it, I liked it. Then honey came on and I was like, All right. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, Mariah Carey, I get just it. Fucking get She's it. a great artist. I like Christmas songs, so I like her
0: Christmas songs. <laughs> so if I had all I want for Christmas, oh I yeah, it. that would have been
2: fair. You would have got you know above <laughs> like, one it's point. Still a one. love song. <laughs> but then I would then oh, the, oh, the background. Just a so I love that. Let's smooth it out. We're going to scoop this up real quick.
1: <laughs> I swear he said scoop it up. And I want to know what he means by that. <laughs> Go on. Got to scoop that, huh? And I, I don't know it. what rating Ooh. I gave that one, but it was
2: the lowest one because of okay. that. So, like, 0.5 or something. Yeah. And then, why did I rate the other one? I gave uh, Bruno Mars, I know, a 0.7. And then Casey and JoJo, I gave 0.6.
1: Bruno Mars point seven, Casey and Jojo point six. Mm-hmm. Why point six for Casey and Jojo?
0: I think it also is because I've heard that song a lot. Okay. I all think right. You've got something against 90s r and B. I I never listened to it. yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that's what it is. All
2: right. See him? he like You know his all his artist that he was saying for Devin? I never had any of those in my, like, were, in my collection. Knee Deep and Blink and Green Day. No, what
0: did you <laughs> listen
1: to during that time? That would have been like Second, third, fourth grade. For me,
2: anyways. If that's the time, uh, I mean. In you listen to La Rafi, Baby Beluga? <laughs> Maybe in my collection <laughs> that I had. I think that was the might Eagles. have. Uh, that would have been like the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles. It was <laughs> like the Eagles. It was like Michael Jackson and the Beach Boys. That's the only like, yeah, cassettes so I had. Funny. and this, okay. I, I think the CDs I had, too, in that time frame.
1: For me, it was the show All That.
2: Oh yeah, love that show.
1: Every musical guest, I was like, yeah. that was my Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And every musical guest, I was like, I need their album. Yeah. I'm immature. Do you guys know who Immature is? Yeah, no. Okay, it's yeah. They weren't very popular. Like, I'm surprised that you know. They had like one hit song, probably only on all that.
0: Yeah, I want to say Babyface wrote that song. But really? Continue, yeah.
1: What about like Brandy songs? Like Brandy, um, I was into.
0: I don't know if you worked with Brandy. I know you worked with TLC. Yeah. Yeah, I had TLC. Yeah. Listen, wait, a wait, lot of wait. that style of art. Our- so,
2: as far as like 97, some of the albums came out. 99, I was introduced to an artist named Eminem. And he kind of just ripped all of that apart. Cool and I was like, you yeah. know what? Screw him all. This white guy, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, whitey. So, and then he started <laughs> making fun of all those, like,
3: maps. You know- <laughs>
2: what? And he's not Kid Rock. <laughs> I don't think Kid Rock was a thing yet. Not yet. Kid Rock was always a thing. <laughs> <When? Okay. laughs> Just ba with the ba. Yeah, he's always been ball with the ba. <laughs>
0: like a cowboy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wow. funny. Did you wow. ever, in the what's popular, have you ever locked in in the height of something being popular? Mm. No. You mean like that's popular, I like them too? Well, you locked into that because R&B okay, maybe. in the 90s was very popular. Like, Do you ever feel like what was popular in mainstream, you locked into it mm-hmm. over the years? I think growing up, it was what I heard is what I heard. So it's like, oh,
2: that's their hit song. That's what I know them as. Mm. Uh, like Michael Jackson, I had his actual tape. So it's like I heard his other things that were not on the radio. So I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I was used to.
1: It is interesting because a lot of the music we listen to when we're really young just comes straight from our parents. Yeah. You know, we don't have musical tastes. We don't have a, a, like any, any reference point. Mm-hmm. This
0: is music.
1: Michael Jackson is interesting because I don't think my parents ever listened to Michael
0: Jackson, but I was oh, that all was, into it. Jackson was my nickname growing up. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Did you
1: do moonwalk? No. You want more? <laughs> so I tried my mom loved Michael Jackson. Oh, I tried. Yeah. But that was a kind of a weird time. Like my parents were older, so the only music my mom listened to was like Barbara Streisand mm-hmm. and Christina Aguilera when she came out. But literally just Barbara Streisand.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> great jump there. She didn't like she can drive. <laughs> She's like dirty. That's my jam. Yeah, that's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dirty era. Yeah. But
1: she, she could like go on a drive and not have any music playing for like oh, an weird. hour. Yeah. I'm like, okay. That's, that's weird.
0: See, but- I had two older siblings. Uh, okay. And so like when it came to like nineties music, I was very locked in to what was popular because I had two older siblings. And so like nineties rap, nineties hip hop, nineties R and B. Yeah. Uh, nineties rock like all of that I was locked into because they were both older than me so that they were able to like bring it back to me. Okay. And that was that's how I grew up. Hmm. Yeah. I am the oldest so. Yeah, exactly. So did you listen to a lot of the
1: stuff your mom listened to? No. Like the Eagles. Did she listen to the Eagles?
2: No, it was the stepdad.
1: Okay. So the stuff and the, like the granddad I mean, like used st- to listen to. Doing... Yeah. So was that your style of music up to a certain point? And when you started discovering
2: music on your own? probably the biggest influence, if you will, I probably heard Blink-182. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, these kids don't care. Look, yeah. up, their dicks are out. <laughs> <laughs> I got a dick, too. See, I'm just was, like them.
1: I was on the Green Day side of it. And yeah, I you could were tell. on the Blink-182 side. Mm-hmm. And I remember Green Day was like the first. I got that with the whole Columbia House thing. And that was like the first foray into music that I ever had. Yeah. And I had the album Dookie. And I think Insomniac was out at that time also. And I remember feeling really bad because the album had the word fuck on it.
3: <laughs> and I was
1: like, I need to show my parents this. But I have this album. It's very explicit. Yeah. And then my dad was like, that's fine. Just fucking listen to it. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> but that was my first like foray into like figuring out music on my own. Yeah. And from then on I didn't listen to like any of the shit my parents listened to. Mm. Yeah. I, mm-hmm.
2: I think for myself the biggest influence I had with music was uh my friend named Devin. Yeah. I remember he showed me a band named Green Day and I think eventually I bought the the Nimrod CD. Yeah. A time of your life on it. Mm-hmm. My mom heard curse words and she took it away from me. <laughs> See, mm-hmm.
1: curse words parents did not like them. Yeah, mine didn't care. <laughs> Well, my mom's, my mom's
2: like an elementary school teacher. So she's like, the word stupid is bad. <laughs> I'm like, All
1: right, whatever. So raising a kid right now, what are, like, how are you going to feel if your kid starts
0: cussing? Uh, it's a different time. Our child you know? has a Tupac tank top.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So he so you got ambitions as a writer. <laughs> yeah. Words are words. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how like I don't know how this generation's going to grow up. I feel like they're going to have a completely different relationship, especially with music. But yeah, maybe,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I feel like music always seems to come around. Yeah. They're always it's in a cyclical nature, just like with Bruno Mars suddenly being like 90s rap and hip hop and R&B is back, right? Um yeah. so it's just a matter of time till certain things come back and become cyclical. So, yeah. Like I'm sure pop punk will make its way back. Oh, it's still there. there
2: there's still stuff there. <laughs> People will play bands, and I'm like, I don't even know who this is, but it sounds like Blink.
1: <laughs> I mean, they had like
2: Bowling for Soup and stuff
1: and weird shit like that that was popular. I want to say Stacy's Mom, but that's not pop punk. But yeah. Sum 41 kind of continued that. It could be popular again. I don't know. <laughs> no, there's a not lot 41. of bands
2: out there. There that
1: are, are in that but like, they're not in the mainstream.
2: They're not yeah,
0: tier exactly. you know, 10. They're top 10. Vans Tour. <laughs> Carson Daly is not talking about
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> Until Carson
0: Daly talks about your band, you haven't made it. <laughs> All right. So RJ hated Mariah Carey, so gave it a 3.4. <laughs> <laughs> It was a positive. <laughs> thing. It's so point crazy point. to me that I could have had a jazz song <laughs> and I would have got yeah, detected. Uh, no, 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 no.
1: I love jazz. Two more points. <laughs> uh, If you put the jazz versions of yeah. the other songs on there, you would have gotten more points.
2: <laughs> like literally the instrumentals. Yeah.
0: All right, David. <laughs> okay.
1: So starting with uh, That Girl by Justin Timberlake, I gave that song 0.97 points. Oh, nice. Yeah. You couldn't just give it a one. Nope, you couldn't <laughs> give it a one. <laughs> I had some issues with it. <laughs> not long enough, not enough jazz, but whatever. Uh, Use Me by Bill Withers, 0. 0.9 points. Honey by Mariah Carey, again, 0. 0.9 points.
2: Oh. <laughs> he did have a pair of, like, you know, I Miller will say skates.
1: those two, my least favorite songs on the playlist. Not saying that I don't yeah. like them, but lowest ranked songs. Song four, all my life by Casey and JoJo, 0.93 points, <laughs> bringing it up a little bit more. Nostalgia factor, like it wasn't boys to men, so like point five, point zero five percent down. Um, Too good to say goodbye by Bruno Mars, 0.99 points. <laughs> <laughs> Great song. The only reason I gave it point nine nine <laughs> points is because all of those scores add up to be four point sixty nine <laughs> out of five, which is my rating for this. Just I take, out Just take out the four. Take out the four
2: mixtape. Just Mike, I gave you a
0: sixty nine. Sixty nine <laughs> out of sixty nine. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it's really hard to when you make some like a mix like this. So Devin and I were talking the other day about how like you can make a mix that is inarguable to say it's bad, right? Yeah, like you can you can say that like you could put Justin Timberlake, Mariah Carey, Bill Withers. You could put these staples and these big names with some of their biggest songs, where it's just like it's not. Like, it's really hard to argue other than if you just don't like Mariah Carey. (laughs) (laughs) I think kind of what it comes down to is like
1: you have the title, which should convey the theme of the album. Right. Your title conveyed the theme. Mm -hmm. Now, those songs, do they fit the theme? Mm. That's another aspect of it. They do. The last aspect is would you listen to it again? Mm. And that's personal preference. Yeah. I liked all the songs on there. You didn't like all the songs on there, so it's understandable why you did three point four.
2: I get song three. Yeah,
3: that's <laughs> all yeah.
1: of One song. <laughs> so I get it. Like uh, I would listen to this again as a playlist on yeah. its own. Yeah. Like I'm not looking for new music. I just want something to just listen want to. The
0: jams. You want yeah. to feel sexy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd listen to all these. Treat songs, yourself. All five songs. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I would. I'm right there with you. Four yeah. point. Sixty nine. 4.69. Which I believe I I think with our four point sixty nines and your three point four, what do you think is the ratio? What what's the average then of the playlist?
1: Well that would so it would be like 8. a four point three. Yeah, because you got it's weighted Two four point six nine two four point sevens against a three point four. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like four point two five.
2: It's a pretty good score. Solid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 You yeah, you made the title which conveyed the theme and you fit all the songs within that theme. Yeah. I mean, it's as good as you can get as far as we've gone. It's a good first
2: day for you. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it's a pretty good week one. I know you're new to this, but you'll
3: get used to it.
0: (laughs) I feel like (laughs) uh, (laughs) I feel like uh, uh, this is uh, a mix that I just wanted it to be fun. Yeah, and it's just fun. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I could still listen to this again. Yeah, Yeah. They're they're fun.
1: I feel bad about my next week's playlist now. You should. <laughs> it's not fun.
2: It's just not fun. He's like, I got 800,000 songs that I just, you know, I'm going throw out together.
1: I got a playlist. bunch of playlists, but no, the next week's not going to be fun. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. It's going to be sad. It might be sad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: one of the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, you can find us on social media and Spotify. Look in the description of the episode to find that five song mixtape. Yeah, thanks for listening. And yeah, next week is Devin.
1: Real quick, I got a question. If you get athlete's foot on both your feet, (laughs) is it called athlete's feet or is it still just athlete's foot? I think it's
0: Perspective. Okay. <laughs> well, I have athlete's foot. So. The real question is: is is it like does a doctor say to you? You go to the doctor and you say, "Hey, I think I have athlete's foot." And does the doctor say to you, "Well, did you pee on it?" Wait, what? You're supposed to pee? <laughs> wait, hold on. You guys haven't heard this before? No. Oh no. uh, yeah. It's just to pee on your foot in the okay. shower. Well, you wait, do wait, it in the wait, shower. Okay, wait, wait. if you have <laughs> athlete's foot or normally? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like if. If you have athlete's foot, you're mm-hmm. supposed to pee on it. And the best place to do that is in the shower. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to go in my front yard and start peeing on my foot. <laughs> I've got athlete's yeah. foot. It's no. okay. It's just a bacterial <laughs> infection. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, you saw my dick. It's the only place I have. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm on Megan's Law now. Sorry. Yeah, don't do it in front of a school. <laughs>
0: Wait, so that's really a thing?
1: Yeah.
3: Huh.
0: All right. <laughs> well, so if you don't feel comfortable peeing on your own foot. <laughs> I need got you. A friend. Just <laughs> ask Will your roommate. You need
1: a <laughs> well, I never knew that. <laughs> That solves all my problems then. (laughs) Yeah,
0: just put on some Randy Newman. So you got a friend of
1: mine. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Hmm. (laughs) I did go to a doctor once (laughs) and I had a back problem. Like my I pulled a muscle in my back. Yeah. And he was some kind of foreign. I don't know what. But he had a weird (laughs) accent and he says Texas. He says, "Uh, now, with the back pain, do you have any problems controlling your bowels? And by that, I mean, do you poop or pee in your pants? (laughs) And I was like, you don't need to say it like that. You could say, uh, like, you have problems controlling your bowels. I'll be like, I understand. Do not say anything further. Yeah. And no. (laughs)
2: He He was emphasizing on the poop and
1: pee. But I feel like he would tell me to pee on my feet. He was a chiropractor? He might as well have been. <laughs> he was an idiot.
2: He was my dentist. He looked like he
1: was like 23 <laughs> and from some Russian country I've never heard of. Yeah. He was so weird.
2: Was this the
0: neighbor?
1: The, yeah, I mean, one of the neighbors, yeah. The
0: neighbor that peed on your foot.
1: Yeah, I just walked into his house. He's <laughs> like, now do you poop or pee in your pants? <laughs> It's like, I don't know. Just pee on my foot, dude. All right.
2: Get out of here. So you test this theory out, and we'll check back (laughs) next time.
1: All right. I'll go have my neighbors pee on my feet.